How are we all doing? Very welcome to a Chieftain FPL podcast, a very special one. I have Chieftain Ragged. We've L Rag on the pod by popular demand. L Rag. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, you've been requested uh, for various reasons, which we'll get into. Um, first thing first, we're both alive, well, breathing everything else because the last pod we did was 25th of february just pre-covid and the pandemic shaking us all upside down and that so everything's all good with yourself Elrag. yeah all good same as everyone else <laughs> looking forward to a bit of normality but we'll come what's what are you looking forward to most traveling an airport <laughs> uh gigs it must be gigs. Gigs, gigs too. Gigs too. Uh, looking forward to, you know, an international stag next year, maybe around next May. Brilliant. Yeah, we're, uh, my stag. So El Rag is going <laughs> to be my best man uh, for those that don't know. Um, I popped the question at the start of lockdown too, and happily Donut said yes. Um, so looking forward to getting married in 2022. And El Rag is uh, this can be practice for your speech. You can uh, get all that, uh, all the anecdotes out. Um, but I suppose we don't want to deviate away too much from FPL. FPL got us through a lot of tough times in COVID, didn't it? Uh, it did. It's actually been a lifesaver, really, for the for the past year. I mean, definitely the same as yourself. A lot of the banter and social interaction we've had has all been through. FPL and if it wasn't there, there wouldn't have been a lot going on, really. Yeah, I think lockdown one shows to me, like, I don't know, like, you know, with listeners in the UK and that and the US, but lockdown one here in Ireland was particularly rough because there was no sports. Um, we were in 5K, we didn't know what we were dealing with. And then, like, everything shut down. There was just nothing to look forward to, whereas... At least with FPL and the sports with lockdown two and three, I think um, it it filled the evenings, which would otherwise have just been endless. I think. Oh, big time! And we've been having big discussions about Brighton versus Burnley, and who's who has whatever keeper or, or what goals are going in about absolute matches. You would have no interest in you know otherwise. That that's actually one point. Um, I know then. The last four game weeks and people are losing cash leagues or their OR is tanking for various reasons and they sort of lose interest and they get jaded and they say, oh, it's death by a thousand cuts. But um, I think there's still a lot to play for in the game. Um, there's still a lot to keep you stimulated. But one thing I won't miss, I won't miss the bottom three this year. They've been particularly dull. I think Sam Allardyce is the only one that can come out with it. Huge credit. Like Sheffield United have just been shocking, haven't they? I haven't watched any Sheffield United, so I couldn't tell you how good or bad. I have not gone there. But, you know, like when you think about it, Lord Lundstrom and all that, um, you, where, what was we your own? Both of us actually had Lundstrom early on in the season yeah. um, for a couple of games and we realised pretty quickly they were not going to be the same as that year. Yeah, they like Wilder. It was 
it was the long goodbye for Wilder. You could see it coming from a mile off. Um, but uh, of, of those three sides, I know people dip into a differentiator, but I haven't gone. Other than Pereira, and uh, I think everyone's flirted around with Mitrovic or Luckman at some stage. But um, I, I went for Ola Aina, who I bought in around the time of the double, and I got him for one game week. And the one game week he came off at half time, and they got a clean sheet. Oh, that's yeah. There's been a, a lot of things like that. Like I'm, I think when I used to do this FPL show, of course, I used to go through all the fixtures and put myself out as an expert. And I'm quickly realised from listeners' feedback that's not what they've enjoyed. They've enjoyed the banter. They've enjoyed the slagging between ourselves. Um, the same thing that probably got everyone going as a group of friends. Um, it's one thing I found out of FPL this year, just reconnecting with the lads out of college and the mini league. And yeah, I'll let you tell them about that bet that you've done uh, and why you committed to it on our mini league. You did. You arranged the bet. It's your idea. I, I don't even remember I, the exact details of it. I mean, I, I, I paid five to one or something like that. Six to one. Because uh, I, I, I was going for... Um, the drive for five for five and five for five years five in a row just uh, just among seven of us and uh, made some cottage um, and I was confident enough that uh, I would um, be able to do it again but uh, not, not, it's not going to happen at the moment um, one of our other friends who hadn't been in the last couple of years came back in and he's, he was always good and he's played a stormer this year so um, uh, so I'm going to have to lose that but look it's not well, it's not no, the end of the world. It was all good fun, all good, all good, um, all good banter. He second guessed a lot of your moves, hasn't he? Oh, every time I made a move, and then uh, you'd be waiting for the update, and then as soon as you go, go on the update, check teams, and he made the exact same move. When he got, he got a lead on me on the, on the double game week there just after Christmas, about a forty point lead, and he basically just second guessed me every single time what I was going to do. And yeah, I would play fairly predictable and kind of go for you know a lot of template moves. And but the, at the same time, there was no moves that I could have made that were against the template that would have done me any better. So to catch straight to when, when someone gets a lead on you like that, you could try and go um, very differential, and then you only just tank your overall your overall rank, like you know. One of the things when you say you said there, which I touch on, is uh, when you check. The game and you see your opponent's selection um some of the apps out there now are fantastic aren't they with constantly updating like um fpl game week where you can go in and see your eo against others in your league and even our trusty live score sending through the uh scores to um to the watch and now it's sending through the score and i just love that um I think that's that's been one of the highlights of this season. It's just been brilliant because you're just sitting there and like I know the fixtures are all spaced out, but I'm looking forward to that next Saturday. And I used to have, I'd be walking with the missus like and the phone would be going off and you'd be checking it and you'd be getting frowns. But the other highlight is my missus has got into it now. Um, and oh my God. 
she's got into a she's got into a massively um her team's called hurts donuts and there's a point between us in this game weekend i think she's what about 30 points behind you now um like a lot of neutrals she's loving leads um and uh it's mad like uh, some of the fixtures i remember arsenal were beating leads four nil and i said ah nuts to this i'm gonna go and walk the dog and uh then i came back in and she i changed channel and she's like what are you doing and i was there it's over it's a rubber duck it's four nil and she's there i've leeds players and i think leeds came back it was the game at the emirates and they came back the four two or four three and she has a rafina dance now and uh bam bam bamford is a big favorite um getting dallas off the bench did you get dallas off the bench this week no, I don't have Dallas. You don't have them. You didn't. So, did you get sucked into all this triple game week, United double game week? You did, did you? I did, yeah. I didn't. I always had it. I just happened to have it. Whatever. Nine doublers, whatever. But um, the. Yeah, Dallas is one of that actually, over the whole season. I've never gotten any calls. I've had it a few times. I never. Um, I imagine they say one of the big scores. And the man said, "I'll write himself. Don't ever bench me after everyone benched him against well, against City." I think was it City or Liverpool? City, I think. Yeah, yeah. He scored against City. He scored against City. That was a City have been um, as frustrating as ever with regards ownership. Yeah. Going back to your message, sorry, it, it, it actually meant I'm just looking at your. Um, uh, you're only one point between me. <laughs> at the moment, that seems sound like one point. I mean, <laughs> so tight. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of lots of paper there in your household every now and then. It is. It's keeping it interesting, and that's probably one of the positives that we've got out of COVID. Because before that, when we used to watch football, I go, oh, "I'll just put on the game in the background," and her response was, "Yeah, that's what you say," and then I end up in the background. But now, like I came in this evening, and she's talking about uh, the Leicester game, Leicester beating United. Um, and I think the fact that she didn't have a clean sheet with, um, I think she has Michael, so he conceded. Um, and But I had said Leicester were going to win that game because of United last year. Um, so at least I called that right. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's good in that respect. It's good to be living with someone that's got the same sort of uh, that gets the addiction and gets the lows of it. And I can't kind of see, you know, she's there like, oh, I'm gonna flush this game week down this toilet, and I hate this game, and this game sucks, and everything like that. And then it's like it's like golf or something like that. You just hit a good shot, and you go, it just drags you back in. It's like a heroin addict or something like that in that respect. Um, have to just mention just for the sound quality for the listeners. So, um, I had to dust down the podcast, Mike. Uh, guys, be patient because El Rag is down in Cork, a new abode in Cork as well, isn't it? A new El Rag Studios down there. You moved, oh, yeah. um, and I moved as well during COVID. So things can get done during COVID. So I'm in a new spacious Chieftain Studios here. Um, with all my memorabilia, like a stormtrooper with a cheese hat, and I've got an NFL helmet. Um, I'm looking around the place, Ken. They have some mad stuff in this place. Um, when I have you back up, I haven't. When have I actually last seen you in person? 
Oh no, it was around uh, Christmas. Christmas. Or was it before Christmas actually even? That was it, and it was gas because we both uh we both have sons <laughs> and we both got each other's sons Lego. We just uh but uh I'm delighted you got me into Lego as well. Lego is actually what's the maddest thing you've got into during COVID? Uh Lego. <laughs> I mean basically last um when COVID hit last year, whatever, my little fellow was starting to do Lego and I started doing with him. And then I ordered some sets from Lego uh, for the kids. And then in the middle of the box came a, um, a, came a um, Lamborghini uh, Ferrari, sorry, a Lamborghini Technic set for like 4,000 pieces. <laughs> Free of charge, loyalty bonus, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. And I put that together and I keep on doing the sets with a few other big ones. How long did it take you? Fair play, you know, it's great to get it through to completion. Um, I've I've took up mad stuff. As you know, I, I tried baseball. When the break stopped, I did one training session. Baseball, everyone underestimates baseball because you think you just sit there sort of eating hamburgers and hot dogs and then go out and hit a couple of strikes. But I was surprised at how physical the training session was, Pat. Very, very physical. And then yeah. I bought a model aeroplane um which was it's a soviet cargo plane it's the biggest plane in the world and uh and then it took me a month to get all the accessories that you need to put it together like the glue and it's like a model scalpel and all that and my plan was to lift the weight of this plane or make the model quicker um and lift the weight by benching and stuff like that and uh Long story short, the model plane is basically still in the box, but I'm about 50% through the weight, so I'm obviously a physical can-do person as opposed to the other side of it. We better we better go back to FPL. Oh, or yeah, what, what, what? on that, on that, I just actually noticed there, Southampton are playing... You've got an uh, update, have you? I've forced, forced her in, in goal. Has he saved the penalty? penalty. I just feel <laughs> he's on 10 points. I need to use 8 points. But he's on 10 points for the game week. So I'm punching the air here. <laughs> Brilliant. I was thinking that when an update came through, I could hear it in the background. I, does that soften the blow of Mendy? Fill in the listeners on yeah. Mendy. Tell them about Mendy, what Mendy did to you, and where he touched you on the doll. Uh, well, it's just... Well, unless he gets another clean sheet again, actually, won't be won't be too much of a difference. But yeah, I, um, yeah, a lot of plays this year didn't pan out the way I hoped they would, <laughs> like everybody else. And certainly, I got rid of Mendy to try and free up funds when I had done a what's called a hokey cokey. Yeah, you going from Kane to Vardy back to Kane, and there um, over the last couple of game weeks, and um, they, they just blanked all the time. But to free up money, I went from Mendy down to Sanchez, and uh, he didn't do much for me um, for Brighton. Sanchez but, uh, Forster, uh, on, from a wild card, uh, he lost his place. So now he got a he's back there. He's the, looking up for the Southampton manager is rotating the keepers, and he said, "My place." These, these two games and he has and so I played him thank God and he's, uh, he's on 10 for the moment anyway so I'll take that and run um, uh, run away happy what about the Aguero penalty for Mendy yeah well again my uh, uh, Ado our friend 
It's tough to take as a Chelsea fan, though, isn't it? Like to be rooting against your own side, considering two shell is doing. Is that how you say it? Two shell. No worries. Well, um, sorry, no. I'm interfering there on on my end. But anyway, um, watching the penalty as a Chelsea fan, you know, on one time, one side, I want where to miss. So to make sure that Chelsea have a chance of getting top four, but then when when Aguero, you know, hit the most softest chip of of all softest shot of all time, and then Aguero just hop, popped into Mendy's hands, and then I realised, oh no, Mendy gets that save, save, save for um, Mendy save five points plus bonus for that. I nearly went, yeah. oh, I was sick of it. Okay. You know, and then Mendy scoring eleven points for that match when he should have only had two. Um, but uh, look, swings, swings around about. It conflicts you, doesn't it? FPL. Yeah. But I, I, I like that. I, like, as you said, you just wouldn't have the same interest in a Brighton Burnley fixture, Southampton Crystal Palace. You know, um, literally this evening, as you've said it, it's something like that. It just keeps you, keeps you stimulated um, and an interest in a game that you otherwise would just be, um, like it'd be inconsequential. Um, so. Oh, or what, what's your OR at the moment? You're about 250k, are you? 200k? Uh, 210 at the moment. Okay, I think I've dropped, I'd say I'm about 380. Um, my transfers, I had to go differential. Um, I was saying to you, actually, it's something, lesson learned from last season, or for next season. Um, I have an awful habit of just trying to make the games interesting by doing stupid stuff, like, oh, Wolves are playing on Friday night. I'll bring in Traore just to have an interest in the game. Um, whereas I think you're like a Russian. You're very, you're very disciplined around FPL halls and points, and that just like wouldn't do it for you to bring bring in a player just because there's a match on on a Friday. I think I said that to you, and you were aghast at the concept of it. Like, why would you do that to your team? Um, and I'm beginning to see it now because it hurts me. I always do random, stupid stuff, but I suppose it keeps me interested in the game. Um, yeah, I have heard, heard other, you know, podcasts that we listen to, whatever, where people saying, oh, that game is on, you know, at, on a Sunday. I'd love to have an interest in that game. Like, you know, when I was, I would never take that into consideration, having a, um, picking a player just to have an interest in a specific game. Like, you know, um, I try just to focus on who's the, the long term best pick, like, you know? Well, I think I sort of look sometimes holistically at the benefits of FPL. Like, one of the I'm I'm very active on Twitter, mostly in chats as opposed to outside of it. But like the chats during lockdown one with FPL got me through uh COVID lockdown one, and then secondly, I'm doing this uh May exercise challenge, darkness into light, what a load of accounts like um fpl fairy uh hollywood keen who's hollywood who came number one one year and they're lads that we met in the meetup and other lads that we're going to meet in the meetup um you know should restrictions ease and things like that and i like the fact that we've done a meetup and met people um and it was one of the best days out and um, that i had because I get the randomness of it all. Like there was a fella we've met him and 
he has the pod FPL hangover. He's on a sabbatical at the moment, but he's in a cork pub running around it with a bar still held aloft because Danny Ings has scored for Southampton. And when you're in Ireland, like it's really it's predominantly Liverpool and United fans, and you as a Chelsea fan and me as a sports fan need to know that. Actually, um, no, we had we potted about the Everton or the Spurs Chelsea game we were at, didn't we? Um, I think so, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that would have been in January, January, yeah, January last year. Yeah, um, lots changed at Spurs since Mourinho gone. For you guys, Frank Lampard gone. Lampard! A lot of change and a lot of state of fame, Davies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shocking. You get a kick in. Yeah, Spurs are still shit. Um, we've become more of a one-man team now with Kane, Son and Patches, but... um. It is, but like in fairness, you're you're um you're pretty deep in Spurs at the moment with your side, aren't you? You've Reggie, Bale, Kane, like, yeah, yeah, they've, yeah, yeah. You have, <laughs> you, you know. So look, so I they, they, they didn't do it for me this week. Maybe now try to take this period of the uh, including uh, the next game week that. And they might do something, but I'm not holding out too much hope. Yeah, I I don't see it. I think look, they're all onto their agents and they're all looking for a move. Um I can't see there's nothing to play for. Um I think the top four is probably there's actually an incentive to not get, you know, Europa League or Europa Conference League, you know, getting getting fifth, sixth or seventh in the league this year is going to do no, no team any benefit. Yeah, I see. Oh, we we had a conversation about this. Everton and West Ham are probably happy to see them. You know, it'd be a step up for them, but for the others, it's kind of oh. I mean, this Europa Conference League for seventh place sounds like it's going to be rubbish altogether. It sounds like hell because the Europa League is hell. It starts. Um, it's the longest competition in the world. The prize money for the winner is a fraction. I I think it's. It's close to about a tenth of what you get for winning the Champions League. Um, it's it's for like Spurs to get a trophy in the cabinet. I must mention that you really enjoyed the Dulux sponsorship, didn't you? With the, the oh yeah, been on Twitter. I I I would have preferred the dog to Eric Dyer. <laughs> That's a side of, I think there's there's talks of Eric Dyer being. Playing for or Mourinho interest in Roma and I'm almost there. Like if I look at facilitating that if we can, um, but it's just been, uh, it it's been shocking as a sports fan. I can't remember a year as low. I'm getting an awful shoeing. Like it literally, there doesn't be a day that goes by without some sort of WhatsApp sending through a piss take or a joke at Spurs expense. Um, that's that's you look sponsorship announcement when it was done and the way it was done was so wide open to ridicule and I read through on the Twitter feed the comments below it and I literally burst I couldn't I rolled around the room laughing for like 10 minutes after the, the, the amount of a piss take uh, it's, so it's just unbelievable it's crazy stuff the, the one thing is though like Spurs, we've been at the Spurs Superstore at the stadium, and the stuff that they are flogging, um, like 
there, there's nothing that that every item that you can possibly think of um has a, a spurs crest or something on it um it's like like things like ladles um panties if you're that way inclined <laughs> it's just bananas like that it's great for my son like you can buy suitors and you can buy baby grows and all that sort of stuff um but i don't know if it's particularly good for him because he has to wear that stuff now i like that's how low so wars are now and they're like you're really going to force him to be a sports fan really force is a very strong word uh but i i wouldn't at all um <laughs> i i don't i don't mind who he supports it'd be nice to go to games together um and go across but um you know, if he ends up supporting, you know the way it is with kids, like they'll end up supporting the side who's the most dominant. Like I even see when I go side now with City jerseys uh, on the kids and Chelsea jerseys, which actually, it's a nice uh, segue into Champions League final. Do you, do you think you have a shot? Yeah, just, just one final thing on that, on supporting um, clubs. I have a nephew in Dublin there and his dad is a Pedasta Villa um, supporter. But he is Chelsea obsessed, absolutely Chelsea. But and he's football mad. And when, he, when the last they came down to us last summer, and he literally kicked the ball nonstop all day every day. But he is room covered in um, in Chelsea poster, uh, posters. And I was talking, um, my wife was talking to his, his mother there at the time of when Chelsea were playing Man City. And when um, Man City scored, he was screaming and roaring around the house, crying over over Chelsea conceding a goal. So um, yeah, just yeah, some people do take it a bit too far. Yeah, um, but uh, I, um, but and then his, his other son is Harry. His name is Harry, and he's obsessed with Harry Kane, and he's a Spurs supporter because of Harry Kane. Yeah, there's things like that you could take to a player. I remember talking to a fellow once, and he was a Blackburn fan, and. I, I was there Blackburn how does that work and he was there they just um, took a like into the footballer Chris Sutton and then Sutton moves on and they're stuck going across the Ewood Park and um, Blackburn like a lot of clubs back then that were premiership forces now have completely dropped off um, and he sort of I actually uh, on that I was a before I supported Chelsea, I was a Blackburn fan for a year. Really? <laughs> because uh, everyone of my mates at home were Ben United fans up test. And um, that year was a 93 and four yeah. that um, Blackburn were going for the title. Um, I started with, I got some Blackburn gear. I started going around shopping for Blackburn just to rise, just to rise all my friends at home and have, have a bit of banter over it. And I actually ended up in London for the uh, staying in uh, my family close to, living close to Wembley and I went to the charity shields or community shields at the time um, uh, between Blackburn and Man United and within the Blackburn and shown for Blackburn in that match no way I never knew that that's there we go I'm, I'm glad we did the pod for this and this alone <laughs> I realised pretty quickly after they were all the Chelsea said so <laughs> It's gas. Actually, it was through my cousins that week that I was over in London. They were Chelsea fans, and they got me in actually in Chelsea that week. That I was, I was over there, and um, I started watching matches with them, and that's how I got into Chelsea. Well, you have your cousins to thank for that, because um, like Chelsea, you've had a lot better of it since, uh, and great success. So I'm, 
to be honest, you know, I know there's the banter between us, but I've been at obviously Spurs, Chelsea, and then I, I had an irrational h- hatred of Chelsea because of the battle at the bridge. But it was getting like normally, you know, as a fan, like say Spurs are playing Crystal Palace, then you look at all the stuff coming up to that fixture that you don't like about Crystal Palace just for the fixture. And then when it's done, I'm like, ah, I don't mind Crystal Palace again. But I was just not liking Chelsea all the time. And it was getting a bit toxic. And I said, ah, do you know what? I need to cure this. And I went to Chelsea game to watch Chelsea Wofford. And I'm glad I did because I just enjoyed it. And I could see it from a Chelsea fan perspective. And uh, now I know a couple of Chelsea fans um, who actually still give me stick all the time. But I can understand, you know, the history and the shed end and all that type of thing. And I've been rooting for years in the Champions League to get to the final. Um, and I'm unsure now who I'm going to support in the in the final because I think someone like De Bruyne I'd like to see win the Champions League. But I can respect how the likes of Kante and all that play. I think he's superb. I, I don't think I'd like to see... Uh, Who's your man up front that you're after signing? Uh, Timo, Timo Werner. Timo Werner. Um, all up. So I'm after. I'm gonna have to do this into two parts, Kennedy, because it's telling me one part um, for half an hour, and then I have to do it again. So we're gonna take a little breather, and then we'll just rattle off the rest of it 